train. It's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky. Spread your wings. Super! It was the days before Katie's birthday. Fans are wondering if she can get any wiser, stronger, or faster. Will this be her year to conquer the world? Find out this week on Fallen Out Super! <laughs> That's a way kinder interpretation of me than I, I've ever gotten, so thank you. <laughs> Katie, do you think you're faster this year? Oh yeah, dog. I'm like I've just been taking agility. What what kind of berry do you eat for agility in Pokemon? <laughs> Cuz that's what I've been just putting in my shake every morning. I think it's acai. Acai? Acai. Acai berry. Acai. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, you have to overpronounce every syllable. Also, um acai. my French neighbor <laughs> is teaching me parkour. So Oh, great. You guys oh, are getting great. along now. I'm glad yeah. that you've really yeah. connected. This is a real thing that's happening. He's teaching me parkour. Yeah, he's teaching it's you parkour. That is happening. It's real, and this is not a joke. It that's is a fun. Joke. That's the, that's the <laughs> French national uh, sport. Is it really? Parkour, yeah. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Fuck I don't know. I have French. no idea. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what else do they play? I'm lost in the game. You can like teach the... Jeremy how to introduce a podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super. Super. Yeah. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. It's my birthday. And Alex Patak. Hey everyone, it's Katie's birthday. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, insert noisemaker, noisemaker here. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, it's uh, Katie's birthday. <laughs> and Katie Rose Leon. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> and Alex Patak. It's Katie's birthday. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I got a big cake and I'm blowing out the candles. Oh man, can't wait for this Facebook album. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, we were so young. Ha <laughs> ha. Nice. That's what you'll say when you look at it. Yeah. Oh, look at how young we were sitting on the stoop because it wasn't legal to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get concerned because enough people told me they're going to come by, and I'm like, you guys know I literally am just going to be sitting on the stairs in front of my house. Like yeah, and if that. too many of you come, you won't be able to maintain safe social distance. Yeah. Right, that's I'll... a Vegeta-style gift. <laughs> For your birthday, Katie, I give you coronavirus. <laughs> God damn it. You know, <laughs> Vegeta... And then he also, he shoots you after that, too. That's another big part. I'm like, uh, you know, he's like... He's he's kind of a pain in the ass, but you know we grew up together, so 
I invite him every together. year. Don't ask what he does professionally. It's yeah. ethnic cleansing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a sore subject. Just like don't talk politics or anything with him. You know, just talk about the dog. You'll, you know. Yeah, look, you it's know, not it's not the most uh, ethical income, but you know, it's reliable. <laughs> you know, with these hometown friends, you know, you just gotta like just talk about what's on TV or whatever. Eventually, yeah. he'll leave. Don't bring up Frieza. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you think about it, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. So doing ethnic cleansing, so you know, it's really, it's as bad as anything else. If he didn't do it, somebody else would do it. Somebody just needs money for college. <laughs> Vegeta has student loans. <laughs> what do you, what do you? He wants to be a botanist. Look, to be perfectly honest with you, I think it's kind of classist of you to say... <laughs> That Vegeta shouldn't be doing ethnic cleansing. You know, you don't have fucking, right. you don't have the student loans that he does. You don't come from his background. Yeah. Right. And don't make this about the Namekians. It's not about the Namekians. It's about you ruining my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday month. The whole month oh, is Katie. my birthday. What's up? So this is your special episode, of course. <laughs> okay. The Katie Rosalie on birthday challenge. What's going on for the rest of this month? What's in your book of plans? Oh, man. Let me open up this calendar that says KRL Leo season on it. Well, it turns out I'm going to be sitting inside and not catching coronavirus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of those anime empty wallet icons floats out of your calendar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I can't say I have many plans because every cool thing I had lined up this year does not exist anymore. Uh, oh right! Yeah. All that stuff that got canceled. Yeah, the Goo Olympics. Ah, I was supposed to see Megadeth last month. Right. I was I was supposed to see Megadeth we at were, jo- we Jones Beach. We were gonna Beach. wrestle. All our friends were gonna get together and touch each other. Yeah, I I think it's just like the rule for Jones Beach now that it like if you are traveling to a show for at Jones Beach like from the city, it, the show is not gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna get canceled. It's just cursed. It's gonna I get canceled so- for one reason or another. This is Mike Jones Beach? No. It is not Mike Jones Beach. It is Jones Beach (laughs) uh, National Park. It's everyone's beach. (laughs) Alex. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's like a... Jones Beach is like a theoretically very cool place, but in actuality, extremely lame and shitty place. Oh, yeah. It sucks ass. But that's like why it seems like... It's more of a star Jones Beach. That's why it seems like the perfect place to uh, go see Megadeth because I was going to go right. uh, pregame in the parking lot <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. you know, do all that, like, dumbass Long Island shit and, like, get in a fight with somebody's girlfriend named Trish. You know, I was just going to go yeah, full experience, but uh, that's gone now. Hold on. My last riff didn't work. I want to try an alt. Yeah. Okay. More like Bustopher Jones Beach. Alex, what have you been up to today? Because I'm getting a distinct waviness off of you. Like a whole wave. Yeah, I went to the beach again. I can't (laughs) stop going. I'm addicted to the beach. I know casual Alex when I see him. I can spot casual Alex just with my ears. From I can hear him coming from miles away. How's How's the top of your head? Uh, covered by a hat today, Cap'n. Because <laughs> when you strike someone like a casual Alex down, they grow back twice as strong with the wisdom to cover their head from harmful UV rays. I knew so Alex... In some ways- <laughs> I knew it was casual Alex time because both me and Jeremy log into the chat and 
Alex is just gone. There's the cameras on. His cats are cameras walking on. around. <laughs> Ten minutes go by. And there's just no <laughs> sign of him. And then when he shows up, he's just wearing his Goku holding a giant nugget of weed shirt. <laughs> like, I forgot. I forgot I had to move the laundry. <laughs> it could have happened to anyone. <laughs> Look, you can't work. You might as well be at the freaking beach. Get over there. <laughs> I'm going to start collecting cans or searching for diamonds under the sand with one of those old detectors. Yeah, they uh, they stopped doing um, unemployment, right? That Did that end? It did uh, end. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's as if they want like a giant unending class war because it's like if you wanted to quell protests, like money is a really good place to start. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it seems pretty obvious that a big amplifier of the current like protest movement that's happening was that like everybody had nowhere to go and nothing going on and, and their lives were ruined by by COVID. You got to imagine that this is only going to make things much, much better. <laughs> mm, I think this is actually the Trump administration's active attempt to get more of the populace into the podcast economy. Because there's not a lot else to do. So, you know, we're all just like uh, starting doing starting content new shows. to trade for content at this point. Right. Yes. It's uh, it's it's going to be a barter system pretty soon. Right, where we're going to be like trading philosophy to bonus uh, behind yeah. the scenes videos for, you know, balling out super uh, Patreon. A guy episodes meets or you in a yeah. dark alley to trade you his uh, four hour long interview with Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> and you give hey, him the man. drugs and you go home. <laughs> hey, man, I got the episode of WTF with Mark Marin where Gallagher walks out on him. Hey. Hey, man, I asked my mom what spirituality means to her. It's three hours long. (laughs) How much for that? (laughs) Listen, I got a rare tape of me asking John Favreau, what do you think happens when we die? Um, (laughs) I got four Irish boys, and it's called The Lad Cast. We all all talk about what it's like being an Irish boy. (laughs) This is a tangent, but... uh, me and my roommates decided that since John Favreau has taken over Marvel, and uh, I know that's probably not who you're talking about, but I'm talking about that one now. Uh, no, I was talking about that one. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking of. That if you want a part in a Marvel movie, you just have to box him first, uh, no matter who you are. Like even if you're ScarJo, where he's like, like, "Come on, champ, just give me a good sock in the jaw. You're hot, Kumail now. Good on you." <laughs> Does he box? Is that his thing? No, I just think it's funny. I <laughs> I that just, is like, funny, I, yeah. That oh, is funny. But okay. you know what's not funny? Hitting women. <laughs> yes. And that's where I draw the line at these Marvel movies. Okay. Yeah. If I'm not going to draw it, who's going to draw it? We're all just going to be going out and hitting women for movie roles. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You are Thanks, right, Alex. Alex. I did. I just not everything saw, has um, to be funny all the time. <laughs> I just saw <laughs> the Avengers for the first time this week. Which for one? The first time. The first one. The first Avengers. I'd never seen it. Oh my god! They're you're like so old for a young good. person. It's insane. <laughs> you know this movie, uh, dude. The Avengers sucked ass. It was really, really bad. Yeah, it's not good. That's I agree movie. in that it is a terrible movie, but it is a perfect 
version of what it is, which is like That's the true. shiniest yeah. video game cutscene ever assembled, which is why it's like the most money making this franchise in human history. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um I can it's understand like, what the appeal of it is. I will say this, it's better than the Warcraft movie. <laughs> and look at the numbers that did in China. That's all I'll say. Yeah, how did uh, how there did the Avengers Warcraft do in China? Movie? Oh my god, I'm starting a new podcast. Wait. <laughs> I When did that come out? Like five years ago, it has the guy from Vikings in it. Oh, why would I know about? Oh, okay, I don't know. it's like half. It like half of it looks like like there was no quality control in checking if this was like good enough to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Warcraft three style orcs, and then the guy from Vikings. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't feel bad. Can't for not recommend knowing enough. About Perfect it. birthday viewing, Katie. I'm good. If your plans open up later. Yeah, well, you know, uh, pandemic birthdays are weird. And also my birthday in general. They not- do be weird. Yeah. Did this movie not do well here? Warcraft? Yeah. Warcraft did not do well here, but it did well enough in China that it wasn't a big deal. Right, yeah, that's what I'm curious about, because this all looks like, ver- I'm looking at pictures of it, it looks very, like, ambitious, and, and all the graphics are very detailed Hugely and not ambitious. shitty. Goldan is in it. Who's that? Um, They got, uh, who else besides Goldan? They got some very powerful warlocks to be in it. I know that um, some some of the kings of men... Oh, Those like, guys like, don't come uh, cheap. Like George Soros. George Soros isn't in it directly, but I think some of the characters are maybe like an implied, you know, wink, you know. Right, like so, this, is, this one is like George Soros. For example, Soros. goblins. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was saying one of the good characters, one of the good ones. I have a question. You yell at me, okay. Jeremy, yes, for not knowing about stuff, but I just, I don't think we need to know about this one. Why? This is bad. No, you do, you do need to know about it. It's very tangentially related to the field we explore, and this is mostly just brimming from anger of Jeremy not seeing the Avengers movie until right now, <laughs> which okay. I have seen once in theaters uh, and once while playing the game Amy Wine Hands, where you tape bottles of wine <laughs> to your hands. Yes. <laughs> and you can't leave until the, those wine bottles, they are empty. And here's the thing, you're going to want to play with red, because red tastes better than white. You can't. It's heavier. Oh. There's no way you're getting through that one without puking. And oh, there's definitely no way you're winning. <laughs> right. White wine definitely does go down much, much easier. Yeah, I was uh, I was. But pulling then it's around. cold. It's going to be cold on your hands. Yeah. But not by the end of the Avengers, it's not, my friend. <laughs> when the action heats up, so does the white wine duct tape to your hands. <laughs> Were you playing so my, that at my, the beach today, <laughs> or are you just nutcracking right now? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling a story. And here was my strategy, because um, there was like uh, <laughs> okay. eight or so of us playing. So while they're recruiting Avengers, I'm just sipping the first white wine, and I'm falling back to like fourth or fifth place. Some people are pulling very far ahead. But here's the thing. If you slam a whole bottle of wine, 
not 15 minutes or like two Avengers scenes later, you're going to start slipping. You're forgetting what you're up to. Mm -hmm. You lose all ambition to win the game. Whereas I've been sipping my wine for an hour. I'm seeing everybody else slow down, chug the second bottle, first place in Amy Winehands. I throw up first that's the classic strategy <laughs> for for games like this yeah and that's why is they, you want to be not drunk for as long as you can so that you can become extremely drunk at the end you accelerate out of the turn as speed racer would put it right you are a fucking champ my my man wine hands champ i'm a wine hands champ i do two things and that's win and go to the beach well alex <laughs> you know what it is my birthday and as per tradition Hello? Oh no. Hello. Can Is everybody you... here? We are yeah. here. Yes. Can I'm sorry, Katie completely dropped out for me for a second. I yeah, think that was I my heard that too. Yeah, it was no, oh, it was okay. Katie's. Okay, right. can you guys Katie, I want you to say it again and just like get the conviction down. Okay. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yeah. You okay, sound great, by the sure. way. I was gonna say as per is well, what my did you birthday, say? I'm sorry, you dropped tradition, out. Oh no! <laughs> what the fuck is going on? The computer doesn't want us to know what Katie wants. <laughs> it drops out at the same part every time. <laughs> you go, it's my birthday, and I want you to know. <laughs> Did you? And do anyway, that? <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I no. love, I love COVID world. <laughs> We had a few good chains going there, and then you fucking beach-brained it. <laughs> yeah, you were beach-braining like crazy. You were beach-braining in all those conversations. What I was going to say is uh-huh. that it's my birthday, and as per tradition, I demand a compliment or an apology, and I okay. feel like Alex should apologize. For his beach brain. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. Wait, do I have to go first? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because, because I, I, already, apology, I already gave I like Katie you. a compliment because when I posted that picture of her and she said it didn't look good, I said, look at your abs and look at your arms. You look fucking jacked. Yeah, That's Jeremy's a compliment. in it. Yeah, he, he's, he's in the clear. I set what it up. Off, I set it up because I knew Katie would say that, so I knew that I could give her that compliment. <laughs> ha ha, you fool. I gave Katie a compliment eight hours ago. <laughs> You've had plenty of time to prepare for this. That's okay. right. You have. <laughs> Katie, I'm sorry that <laughs> thinking I'm being really hard about the things I love, <laughs> all the things I'm sorry for. <laughs> I don't want it to be an obvious one, like yelling over you every week. Mostly because I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> My favorite thing for the Apologize to Katie thread was uh, the, all the responses that were like, Katie, I'm sorry for simping for you, and yeah. I'll never stop. <laughs> <laughs> because that is not an apology. That is just continued simping. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people seem to be confused about what is an apology. And um, I would like you to show them a shining example. Yeah, and then a, we could go through the thread. Out of the park. We could yep. go through the thread and 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 talk about some of the apologies, maybe. Yeah, that's fine. I could do that. <sighs> Katie, <sighs> I'm sorry 
four. Oh. <laughs> Damn, you're so bad at this. <laughs> um, you know... You when gotta lay up. Food? You gotta lay up, my man. I have a perfect layup for you. <laughs> when we all get food at the same time, I feel like you should have first dibs, and Damn. then you don't you don't get it the way you should. Alex, you you have a lot to learn. Jeremy, set him up. All right, uh, I'm gonna have to beep this, but that's fine. I'm editing. Uh, Katie, I'm sorry for the time that we booked. D- yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for apologizing for that. You Easy guys, layup. To be How fair, is that a layup? That's you doing it. To be <laughs> fair, a layup would be like, I apologize for the time we booked. Alex, go. <laughs> no, that's not a layup. That's like an alley-oop. A layup is when you have an easy shot. Damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> My sports knowledge fails me again in front of everybody. <laughs> to be fair, Alex gave, all the fans. Alex gave me a very sincere apology for that the next time I saw him during that time after I yelled at you guys over text. So you nice. You know, you, you know what the issue I'm having is is I'm so good at apologizing all the time that when we do an annual super apology, I've already blown my wad. <laughs> right. You've busted your nuts. Put your wife yeah. on. I'm sure she has something she needs to be apologized. I have no more regret nut to bust. <laughs> My regret balls, they're empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Oh, it's okay, babe. I'll just uh I guess I'll just have to uh you'll have to give me two next year. What about a, what about a compliment? Do you have one that's legitimate? Katie, your trademark wit and charisma is the flagship of our show and the reason we are all alive today. Yeah, I'm a fucking tentpole bitch. Get under here. (laughs) Oh, it's so dry here from the rain of having a hard time podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness this tent is up. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. I might have oversold it with the being alive part. You know what? You're having a hard time right now, and I accept. <laughs> it's pretty good considering your beach brain. Yeah. See, the thing is, I sh- I did mean to put a sign up on the Squadcast that says, uh, my brain is at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like gone fishing, but yeah. for like, right, right, right. effort yeah. rather in be, this show. Rather be sunbathing. <laughs> rather be reading a book and falling asleep and swimming in the trash water dude i hope and, you become sharks i hope you become one of those like eccentric beach bum characters oh, that like just he, walk by and you're like who who are you do you ever not go to the beach he's destined for that just yeah. like weird leathery skin a questionable t-shirt uh-huh like everyone, some weird shit going on with your hair with like a lot of seashells braided in and stuff but everyone knows oh, wait, you the way you said that really reminded me of a character i've been sitting on which is beach buffalo bill okay okay uh, do you, do you uh, do you like the waves? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Would you surf me? I'd surf me hard. Well, you yeah. could do. Um, you could. Okay, so the beach buffalo bill would be that you give them the sunscreen and then you turn around. You say it puts the lotion on the skin. Because <laughs> you can't. I can't reach my back. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, guys. Was she a great big groovy person? (laughs) 
Everybody does the lotion on the skin. The best Buffalo Bill line for sure is, was she a great big fat girl? <laughs> Such a distinct you know the best line. Part of that, too, that movie's from 1991. Ain't nobody fat in it. Yeah. <laughs> the level of health in this country in 30 years went through the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> The speed is nuts. Our standards are with fucking dinosaur bones now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, but anyway, so you're going to have, like, um, you'll have, like, some seashells braided into your hair, leathery orange skin, like a rainbow uh, Speedo. Oh, and he's playing mm. music out loud on his mm-hmm. person. Of course. With, like, right. some sort of... No off- changes there. Yeah. And you have either a monkey or a parrot on your shoulder. Oh, parrot. Big yeah. time parrot energy. Usually it would be a parrot, but I've seen monkeys with matching bathing suits of their owner. What about like Here's an iguana? Here's the thing is, I'm going to have a parrot, but you're going to meet it, and I'm going to say, I tried to get a monkey. They wouldn't give one to me. They wouldn't give me a monkey. <laughs> they said I would kill it. <laughs> they said I couldn't be trusted, man. It's bullshit, man. You should be able to own a monkey. <laughs> they wouldn't They wouldn't give you a monkey after I trained my dog to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mama this is back sets. to Beach Buffalo Bill. <laughs> so, so the character is Alex as a beach bum who also is a murderer, <laughs> who is also the notorious murderer slash flaying expert Buffalo Bill. Yeah, so, I have the skin of Johnny Depp in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you've okay, so you've been a beach bum for so long that your your skin is all leathery and orange permanently, and so you're building the skin suit so that you could have your supple young skin back. Right. Yeah, I want my skin back, and then secondary purpose, when surfing, you need a skin suit. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're try- oh, you're tendon. trying to build yourself a wetsuit? <laughs> I built a human wetsuit. Talk about a human wetsuit. We all love to swim, as heavily featured in this week's episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Hey, fellas. Katie, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, is it I time? Think, uh, we're at around 25 minutes. I think we could start. All right, so let's do the, uh, let's do the fucking ad read. We got an ad read. Okay. Um, all right. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. Um, a lot of money riding on this. <laughs> All right, so uh, this week's episode is brought to you by um, TV Tuners. TV I Tuners. Tutors? Tuners. TV Tuners, the TV podcast. TV Tuners. TV, TV Tuners. Tutors? Tutors. TV Tutors. TV Tutors? I, I don't actually <laughs> think that the name of the podcast is in here, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's TV Tuners because I know this no, person. TV Tuners. TV Tuners, uh, it is a podcast for the fellas. Okay. Uh, That's in the copy? It is. It's in the copy. Yeah, where three friends and occasional enemies talk about TV, news, trailers, and recap a newly premiered TV show every week. What? That sounds just great. We all love a new TV show. Yeah. Television. What new TV shows are you guys watching? Me? Yeah. There's new ones? <laughs> I've been watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. Okay. A re-edited version of the children's show Dragon Ball Z. Maybe been, that could be on the TV sometime. I've been watching Seinfeld. Been watching <laughs> I, a that's lot a of great show. Seinfeld? I've been meaning to get around to it. I've been watching Living Single. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. I used to love that show. I couldn't tell Me you too. at all what it's about though. <laughs> it's just it's just uh, you know, it's the show that friends ripped off. 
Oh, okay. Because yeah. I remember the, I can sing the theme song pretty like distinctly yeah. in my head, it's but I don't remember great. the show at all. I also, you yeah, know, the with, thing with TV is, is it doesn't even matter what you're watching; it's just the rush of tuning into it. It's true, yeah. yeah. And these guys uh, at TV Tuners Podcast, uh, they they rate all of the TV shows they watch on a binary: tune in or tune out, meaning oh. watch it or do not watch it. Uh, no mercy. No mercy at all. No, there's no, uh, there, there's no room. In their Gun to your head, view. would you tune in? Would you tune in to watch Married at First Sight? Do you want to die? But what is the what is the condition of the the gun to your head? Is you either tune in or tune out, and both of them you end up uh, die, you don't die, or one of them is the wrong answer? Yeah, if you do the wrong answer, you die. <laughs> okay. So then, for Married at First Sight, I'm going to say I tune out. Uh oh. I tune in. The hammer in. clicks. I tune all the way in. And actually, this is this is an interesting segue into the next uh, bullet point of the copy, which is that they do games in segments. Uh, oh, this I would love be a, that. This I'll tune <laughs> in for that. This would be a gamer segment. <laughs> is gun to your head, right? <laughs> and you die if you're wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, in the, uh, it's a game from Saw, a movie I've tuned in for. Yeah, before. but in their case, it's a, it's games like guessing the premise of a show based off the title. Oh, I like that game. That does Honestly, sound we fun. could use some more games around here. I know, we used to do a lot more games. I feel like we don't really do games we anymore. I just be... wish we were the TV Tuners podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe They're we so should young. do that. <laughs> They're so ambitious. Maybe we should just be the TV Tuners podcast. Hey, guys, welcome to Ballin' Out TV Tuners. <laughs> Thanks for buying an ad read. We're going to steal your show now. <laughs> Bye. Man, I remember before Katie's birthday, we played all kinds of games. Now he's <laughs> not just, like now. Not, like, not now. like now. No, not at all. We should have another person on that we could do real anime, fake anime with. That was the most fun. Yeah. Anyway, we've ever is this, had on this show. Uh, are we still? Yeah, back to TV tuners. Yeah, back to TV tuners. Um, they've taken to releasing a second episode each week where they recap episodes of Bleach. What? Hello. What? Tune in. No, do not tune in. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're stepping on our fucking turf. Yeah, this ad's over, bitch. Uh... This ad's fucking over. Welcome to the big show. <laughs> okay, but for but for Bleach, I tune in. For the record, I tune in for I Bleach. I tune all the way out the for TV Bleach. On the TV Tuners podcast. <laughs> tune in way the fuck out. I put on my headphones. I'm not even looking at the screen, dog. I've never seen any of Bleach. What it's is it bad. about? It's, it's about Easy a, to spot the Orihime-chan in the room. It's about a it? big sword. That it's is, a big sword anime? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've I turn into other swords. Then I have seen it. <laughs> For more, you'll have to check out the TV Tuners podcast. For more, you'll have to get to check out the TV Tuners podcast um, wherever you find podcasts. Great. That <laughs> uh, was also, they, they gave us a question, uh, if you guys uh, feel like answering it. Uh, question for the pod what sort of animal is Slowpoke from Pokemon supposed to be he's got like a monkey head or something oh that's a great question he's supposed to be a combination of a sloth and then like a seal a sloth and a seal yeah with like a tail or like why a does he have a walrus. monkey's face he doesn't have a monkey's face I thought he was kind of like a, like a baby hippo oh yeah actually that's probably more close he's like a baby hippo with a tail yeah yeah. But it does kind of feel like he's supposed to be furry, right? I don't know. He always read aquatic to me. Yeah, because yeah, of the shell. Yeah, he looks slippery. He... Like but an like, otter. But if you look at his tail, it's got like the dip at the end of it like he was like a beagle. Well, you he know? fishes with it. He fishes with it, and if he catches a cloister, he becomes a slow bro. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's not supposed to be furry. If he is furry, it's like an otter type of fur. Yeah. It's right. An but do you know who else fishes with their tail? And if they catch a clam, it oh, becomes wow. hilarious okay. as a monkey. Yeah. Or a Saiyan. Hey, yeah, guys. There we go. Okay. Welcome back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> the title of this episode is The Scheme is Shattered. Vegeta Strikes Back at Zarbon. It's this is a great shattered. episode, but before we get into it, I just want to congratulate everyone on a good ad read. Yeah. Very well, successful ad read. Well ad read. done. Yeah. Real clean and professional. Yep. <laughs> and and if you want to uh, have your ad read on Ballin' Out Super, uh, email us. Ballin' Out Super at gmail.com. <laughs> I can't imagine why you would want to, but <laughs> we are accepting know. We're only going to improve with practice. Yeah. It's been a while. Hey, it's a wildly successful podcast. You'd love to have your message read on it. If my brain wasn't fucking shredding the waves right now and <laughs> drinking out of a cocoa nut <laughs> a we would pined all be apple? tuning in if I wasn't drinking in my mind out of a pined apple <laughs> <laughs> sitting by a, by a bonfire with celebrities like Matthew McConaughey and trying to take their skin the title of this episode is the scheme is shattered Vegeta strikes back at Zarbon Vegeta is in the rehabilitation tank while a purple guy uh, talks out loud. Uh, Vegeta got his ass kicked, and now the purple guy's like, gee, I hope he comes through so I don't get fired. Oh, geez, oh, geez, oh, geez. I hope right. he comes through. And then Vegeta's like coming through Big Bang style, and he blows it up. Big Bang style. Big Bang style. He does a big, big, big bang. Yeah. Okay, so Vegeta was almost murdered by Zarbon, and so he's in this tank, glub, glub. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to put all that aside and talk about this very important issue for a second. How many purple octopus men does Frieza have? There's so many. are supposed to know their names? There's so many, and they just keep being like, it's a different one, though. (laughs) Three. I've seen at least three different ones at this point. It feels like the past, three out of the past five Frieza Force guys that we've met have been a purple octopus guy. The ratio of octopus to non-octopus is like one to one. (laughs) Yeah, it makes you- And there is no information about who they are or what they do. Well, maybe it's like their universes. Like maybe it's like a um, like it's an apartheid situation. Yeah, it's probably an apartheid situation. Yeah, that's exactly no, what it no is. No like explanation necessary. Well, maybe the purple octopus guys are like the dominant race of the Frieza Force. You know, there is a lot of like race stuff here. Like maybe like you know a the Zarbons and the Dodorias are also a subjugated race, like the Saiyans are. And the purple right. guys are like the the white people of the Frieza Force, I guess. This sucks. Oh, I hate this. I thought you were saying it was the other way around. So no, the- no, nope. <laughs> no, that wasn't what I was saying. Okay. Well, yep. I mean, you're the one who started this Boar War style Frieza Force analogy. Anyway, we are forced to soldier anyway. on with. A bad drawing of Frieza wonders how Vegeta is in the other room. Why is this drawing so bad? It looks like a Flash cartoon. It looks terrible. What the fuck? But then yeah, they- what happens when this happens? So this a few times this episode, it goes from being like the best Dragon Ball Z animation to like a Homestar Runner style <laughs> Flash cartoon. It's like did they just run out of money for three second intervals? What is this? So it's part of Kai, as I understand it. They're like these interstitial things that 
I think sometimes they're trying to fill in a gap that they don't have in the footage when they're trying to like stitch two scenes together. And then I think sometimes it's they think it looks good. But those are all new they- <laughs> for this. They're not from the original. We have to weave the scene together, and my nephew needs a job. <laughs> <laughs> Can't manage to keep one anywhere, so who's <laughs> pretty good at drawing octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big explosion, and the bad drawing, and Zarbon hears it. And... Uh, they're, you know, because they were just pontificating about how Vegeta might be. And, oh, there's an explosion down the hall. Vegeta is making one of the purple squid man kisses boot because he's like, oh, I'm so healthy. Bet you didn't realize how healthy I actually am. There's a few parts that are gross in this episode. Like he yeah. steps on a corpse and it's wet at one point. Yeah, it's cool. I liked it. I did. I liked it too. Yeah. I like when the show is gross. It just seems like it doesn't want to be gross most of the time. I wish it was grosser. I think it it, it would be a more uh, uh, realistic interpretation of this very realistic show. Yeah, got to agree. Zarbon and Frieza, uh, you know, are running down the hall, and they're like to the treatment room, and they go, and it's all sorts of fucked up, and uh, a wall's blown out, and they're like. He must have escaped. Chase after him, you fool. While Vegeta hides behind a wall and he's like, hee hee hee, they don't even know I'm here because they are silly and I'm the king. <laughs> Love this. Yep. There's Love so it. much like Vegeta is straight up like Bugs Bunny except evil in this. He's yes. just like, got your ass. <laughs> this is possibly the best Vegeta episode there is. <laughs> I don't think it gets better or worse because he rides the line perfectly of evil, but a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. He, He's um, like if Bugs Bunny had like killed a whole race of Tweety Birds, and then you just watch <laughs> the rest of the show knowing that. <laughs> he uh, he tiptoes into the room where they're keeping the Dragon Balls, and he's like, like stealing candy from a baby. Uh, and Vegeta does this very funny thing where he counts up the Dragon Balls, one, two, three, four, five, and then he writes in his mind the, like, fuck you letter that he would leave for Frieza if he didn't leave his pen at home. <laughs> he goes, he goes, dear Frieza, I thank you for the Dragon Balls. Also, I quit. Eat a dick. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> ah, too bad I left my post-its at the desk. Anywho, like, it was very weird. Nice chair. Where'd you get it? The ass store? Nice. My brain's at the beach today. <laughs> <laughs> it's drinking out of a pineapple. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gohan scooting about with his dragon radar. Um, last week, you know, him and Bulma were waiting for Krillin to come back, and they realized the Dragon Ball was nearby, so he's out to go get it, where he comes upon the village of Numekians that Vegeta, our lovable scamp, had just brutally murdered and ended all their lives. Corpses wow. litter the field. You know, children's show. Yeah, dead children and fathers, and Gohan's like, everyone's dead. You know, he's horrified. Right. Yeah. But because Just, of the last scene, we know that while Vegeta did it, he probably said some funny stuff. Yeah. He probably said some funny stuff. Well, he did come and see to them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Zarbon back at the compound is complaining. He is he's he's looking around for Vegeta. He he doesn't realize he's been super duped. He's like, "Where is he? I'm going to get that brat and I'm going to spank him and I uh, will not make love to him. Definitely not." <laughs> and Frieza goes, "Get it together, Zarbon. You got to get him." And uh Vegeta peeks around the corner. He's like, "Look at those dumbasses. Keep looking, dummies. You'll never catch me." He uh, then says he can't just waltz out the front door with all these five Dragon Balls. So he comes up with a plan. He charges up his fist with a beam. He sticks his head out the door and he goes, Major look, dumbass! Yeah. (laughs) He literally screams at them like, You guys uh, didn't check this room? (laughs) Look at who forgot to check back here! (laughs) <laughs> he sends you left your refrigerator running. A refrigerator of death. <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he shoots a beam, screaming, dumbass says what? And uh, <laughs> fire shoots down the hallway, which distracts Frieza and Zarbon. So and, cool. Yeah, you never see indoor beams. That was really cool. And the animation is really good here, which is crazy because it's so bad at other points. And this is also one of the few beams shot for the intent of property damage. Yeah, Yeah. instead of accidental property damage. It really expands the role of beams in the workplace. Yeah, glad they're on the up and up. They're actually multi-purpose beams. You can use them for murder and uh, redecorating. So... Vegeta then comes up with the plan that since he can't carry all the balls, he will put his uh, high school shot put career to the test and simply chuck them out the roof somewhere. So he takes each ball and he just chucks it into the sky and it kind of like skids across the water into the distance. So cool. And, uh, uh, you know, Frieza's like, no, my balls! And uh, <laughs> Vegeta then basically looks at them. He's like, uh, beep, beep, ribby, ribby, and flies away. <laughs> Frieza goes, no, 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 no. And Darbon jumps up uh, and like kind of uh, a New Japan Wrestle Kingdom shot happens where the z- camera snap zooms like three different ways. <laughs> Are we ever going to get an explanation for why Frieza doesn't leave his chair for any of this process? Because he's no. a fucking diva. But he, like, later when he does his, like, transformations and stuff, I remember him being, like, super quick and whatever, and that's the thing that they always talk about is how fast he is. Yeah, no, and, it's And, like, just, this seems like a perfect time to have gone fourth form to go after those Dragon Balls he loves so well. He's just being a fucking queen. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. just doesn't want to, like, lift a finger until he absolutely has to. It's just if you're going to float around in your chair, just act like you've been there before. Be like, that's unfortunate. Vegeta took our balls. <laughs> but we still have our friendship. So, uh, you know, he goes away. Zarbon is like, where do you go this time? And, uh, you know, he asks Frieza, perhaps he's still in the ship, my lord. While, uh, you know, Frieza and Zarvan bicker, Vegeta hides behind a rock and he's like, these dummies think I'll flee by air, but I'm not a dummy. And he jumps (laughs) into water and swims away 
while great from- Vegeta activities here. Yeah. yeah. When do you see swimming? Aqua- Almost never. Aquatic Vegeta, you know? Who knew? And when his hair gets wet, there's so much of it. And I it like does it. not go down. No, it kind of like slumps to the side a little bit, but not much. A little bit. Just the little bit. Let me tell you, bit. when I go to the beach, my hair, I get it wet, goes all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even sort of stand up completely in a way that's really crazy and cool to draw. Um, Frieza then bitch slaps the shit out of Zarbon. And he's like, if you don't get Vegeta in an hour, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, great. Meanwhile, Gohan's wandering around looking for this fucking Dragon Ball. Now, he was just looking at everyone being murdered and being horrified. And then he snaps out of it very quickly to be like, oh, it's in the lake. How neat. He jumps in the water to find the four-star Dragon Ball, which a snail is chilling on. Uh, and it's just it's just so delightful. He's having a ball, this five-year-old that's yeah. been watching murder nonstop for the well, past he's got this episodes. Great aquatic sea life this episode. Yes, that's true. He's got a weird line before it, too, where he's like, uh, like even Vegeta wouldn't have thought to go down here. And you're like, why? What does that why? mean? <laughs> what, what are you fuck? implying? <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta gets you know, that. because he's Presbyterian. <laughs> Some weird ignorant shit Gohan thinks. He's allowed yeah. to think it. He's five. It's also, he's been hanging out with Krillin and Bulma, who are clear racists this whole <laughs> time. Sure, yeah. uh, Vegeta gets out of the lake, and he's all wet and mad. He starts looking for his balls. And then he starts, like, complimenting himself on his pitching skills. He's like, I throw a mean curveball if I don't <laughs> say so myself. Which I guess <laughs> is, like, a nod to his future relationship with Bulma. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's scorned by uh, fucking baseball player Yamcha. He collects the balls, and he's like, now all I gotta do is get that one in the lake, and then I'll nearly have seven. But me, who is that zip-zapping through the air? It's that dumbass Krillin with a Dragon Ball. And Krillin's so busy talking shit about how strong he thinks he is, he doesn't notice that Vegeta starts tailing him. Because Vegeta's like, haha, sick, this dumbass is just bringing it to me, and I get to kill him. The and- line where Vegeta sees Krillin is the best Vegeta line I've ever heard, which is something along the lines of, like, it's Vegeta's special day! everything's coming up planet vegeta (laughs) pretty much yeah then in the distance zarbon looks for vegeta who doesn't have a scouter so he kind of doesn't have a pot to piss in he's just like looking every which way he sees krillin with the ball he sees vegeta chasing after uh, him so he starts chasing after vegeta Meanwhile, Krillin, who every 10 seconds is always like, I sense a dangerous energy, is just does not notice these two murderers just following him. <laughs> He's got mozzarella in his ears to this yeah. part. This is like the most fun I think that Dragon Ball possibly ever gets to be. Where there's like goofy capers and stuff happening, where like people are like, I didn't realize he was here. Holy shit! Wait, no, that guy's here. Like yeah, people it's are like, like a French running. Farce. A- <laughs> like- yeah, it's like um, it's I was thinking it's like early Guy Ritchie movies where like all the different plots all come together at the same time, but nobody knew each other's plot was happening. Right, and there's no women. Yes, of course. Yeah, no women. Everybody's tough and hard. This is Gohan, he's a gypsy, yeah? 
Yeah, Gohan's like <laughs> selling uh, like knockoff watches or something, <laughs> and that's how his story starts. <laughs> He's one of those child pickpockets. Yeah. Oh, I, I stole a, a, a pocket watch off that old man. <laughs> That boy with the gi, he's got me watch. <laughs> that was uh, Zarbon. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Bulma is reading and Krillin scares the shit out of her when he lands. And uh, he's like, you should be more careful. We're trying to keep you safe. But look how big this Dragon Ball is. Also, Grand Elder, like, he's actually really cool, which feels like he was doing, like, he's actually cool for one of those. And I'm like, you guys have to stop doing that. You're visiting. <laughs> like, You're on their planet. He asks where Gohan is, and he's like, oh, he went off on his own to go get a Dragon Ball. And now Krillin is like, oh, shit, I sense a high energy. And I'm like, okay, bitch, it's Vegeta. He followed me. I was so gassed up on my own bullshit, I didn't notice. Yeah. I wonder and what he's thinking about. I think he's, like, you know, imagining himself being Goku. Do you think there's any sexual tension with him and Bulma? He definitely, I think so. I, yeah, he definitely, like, wants to get with Bulma. I think Bulma would consider a hate fuck with him in a desperate yeah. situation, but she's like, you absolutely cannot tell anybody. Well, I was thinking it's been long enough that they've been together that, like, the story would be that Krillin has always had a thing for Bulma, and then Bulma is, like, like having a thing for him, and she's like, why? Why is this happening to me? Yeah. Because <laughs> they've just been alone together for so long, and, and, and she, like, doesn't, like, recognize herself anymore, and she's mad right. about it. She's just He's horny. the only other racist around. Yeah. yeah. She just wants to get, you know, those walls blown out. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I have been why. watching so much Seinfeld, and, and it does it's very reminiscent of George Costanza and his impossibly hot girlfriends. Well, I think, though, it's like, it's like also like as soon as it actually starts to go down, she's like, oh, no, this is not what I wanted at all. Right. <laughs> like... Uh, she like touches those dots and she's like, wait, these are scars. Gross. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, no, all of him is short and I'm Bulma. <laughs> I didn't uh, realize I did he has no nose, but actually <laughs> I thought it was a stylistic choice. He actually doesn't have one. He has no nose and I'm kissing him. and There's no nose. <laughs> That's weird. I can move to the other side so quickly. Anyway, but I didn't love him. I just love his streetwear brands. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um, so. Uh, Vegeta lands and he's like I didn't think your whack planet was capable of interstellar travel but here you are oh shit a guest it's Zarbon and Bulma being the fucking <laughs> petty bitch that she is immediately is like who is that he has hair he's so cute he's gotta be here to rescue us and Krillin's like Bulma no like, just Bulma because, I'm just, right here no it's more like just because someone's hot doesn't mean they can't be evil and she's like he's never been weird to me and he's like Bulma he's <laughs> he just <killed>. got here <laughs> you don't know him <laughs> Also, the first thing they say is he goes, Bulma, we told you to hide in the cave. And she's like, I'm tired of the cave. <laughs> Bulma is lusting after Zarbon super hard. And Krillin's like, he's gay. He's gay. Uh, 
You made me look like a fool, Vegeta, Zarbon says. And they do some, uh, you know, back and forth dialogue. He sees Krillin and he's like, oh, I recognize you, Baldi. And then Bulma, like, shoves him out of the way. And she's like, I'm rooting for you. I, You know, it's not rape apology. I just support everybody. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Zarbon's like, Lord, Frieza's going to kill the shit out of you. And then they start fighting. And Jeets and Zarbon do beams and kickies and fisties and punchies and they're fighting fighting and then zarbon turns into his buff icky form where he becomes right, all gross, gross and into a monster and then bulma's like actually never mind he might be bad very shallow very shallow of bulma here <laughs> and it's become clear in the fight that vegeta has grown even stronger than before yes he's so strong and he does the deadliest move where he uh let me check my notes here Throws dirt in Zarbon's eyes. Yes. Deadly. Deadly when it happens. What a, what a power. Dirt in Zarbon's eyes, and then he beams him in the back and then volleyballs him into the lake and right. starts barraging him with little beams. Krillin and Bulma try to make a run for it, but he also blasts at them, and Krillin's like, I guess we can't do shit. Gohan's on his way back, but this is the last time we see him in this episode because the editing's weird. Zarbon yells, you bastard! Vegeta says a long speech about how he's messing with a motherfucking Saiyan. And what they don't right. teach you in fucking school out here, bitch, is that when you try to kill a Saiyan, he only gets stronger. And Krillin's like, oh shit, I thought that was metaphorical, but that would explain why Goku gets off on dying all the time. Wow, so the writing on our show has actually been very complex and not just convenient for hundreds of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Saiyan edging. Like, they're implying that they're, like, edging themselves to death to get a, a bigger right, right. payoff. That gives them even more ropes later. Yeah. Which, bigger as we ones. know by now, are beams. Yeah. Uh, Jeets then punches through Zarbon's chest and it's cool and there's like green liquid coming out of him that probably was blood in Japan but it's green over here right. and uh, it's all well, I'm willing to way. believe he has green blood yeah that's true he looks sticky uh, because he looks sticky you know what the only thing is that he's already like it's already so gross I kind of want them to just take it and maybe this is a better show that they don't do this but I kind of want him to just take the extra mile and take his heart out and eat it yeah I would or at least like hold it in his hand yeah and do that like look yeah. at your heart but it's Zarbon who knows what's going on inside there it's true but that's why this show is so good because it does so many things like this where it's like well Vegeta wouldn't rip his heart out because that's not realistic yeah. and this really happened uh-huh he punches <laughs> through him his stomach bleeds everywhere and he's like please. Vegeta, I was just following orders. No historical significance to that phrase. Uh, we can defeat Frieza together. And he's like, yeah, right. And he blasts him with a beam through him and he explodes everywhere. And uh, it's really cool. And then the episode abruptly ends. <laughs> <laughs> really weird ending, right? End just on like, a high note. I like it. Just like extremely, like usually there's like a next time thing. Nothing. It just ends. And then the really bad Dragon Ball Z Kai ending theme comes on. <laughs> It actually it goes it uh, goes in your computer and uses the camera and just shows you a picture of yourself to see <laughs> what you look like while you're watching it. Oh yeah, really advanced stuff. <laughs> wow. Well, 
Let's rate the episode out of seven Dragon Balls. Alex? I hate to do this, but this episode deserves seven full Dragon Balls. It most certainly does, yes. Yeah, it does deserve seven out of seven. One of the best episodes I've seen in all my long years. It was great. Well, Nothing more to say about that. (laughs) It's just great. I'm uh, clapping Uh, the dust off my hands, and I'm spitting on the ground. Well, I am collecting these Dragon Balls up. Uh, and I guess I will say Arise Shenron. Shenron, that was really awesome. All right, no wishes today. I'm tired. Okay, bye. All right, see you later, man. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Drink some water. Hey, Alex, you just missed it. Shenron sang me a happy birthday, but didn't bring a gift. What a cheap fuck. Oh, but he br- he what? did bring really? Katie. He did bring this proportionally sized to his body cupcake with a giant candle in it. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking live in that cupcake, dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's my home now. But wait, you gotta blow out the giant candle. Good thing I have this leaf blower. Make a wish. (laughs) (laughs) Not a real wish, like a dragon usually gives you, but you know, like a bullshit one. You get a cupcake. (laughs) I'm closing my eyes and I'm wishing. Okay, it's done. Can't tell you or it won't come true. we'll never know. We'll never know. Can't tell you. Okay. Wow. That's the bit. <laughs> that was the bit. All right. <laughs> what are we on time, Alex? We're I, we're good. It's time for Dragon Give me some of that Dragon Okay, cool. All right. So this email, my friends. Uh-huh. Malfrost. It's from Dan Fogarty. Oh, Foghorn, let's go. Favorite of the show. Uh, title of email, HBDKRL. Thank you. Wow. This is hot what off the, the presses. What are the odds we open this today? Hot off the presses today. <laughs> what are the odds we open this today? If you send Katie a happy birthday email, that shit's usually not getting open for six months. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Count your lucky stars. <laughs> Uh, writing in to wish KRL a happy birthday and send along a present. Ooh. It is a Devo-inspired Katie's Corner jingle. Oh! Which I guess you guys have to open this email to, to listen to. Can you, um, like, plug it in here in the editing? Katie's Corner! I haven't heard it yet because we're recording this live, but I bet I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend I heard it right now. Wow, great jingle. It does sound like Devo. They're my favorite band. Um, Figure this could work as a quick hit right after Katie announces that we have entered Katie's Corner, as Katie does. She does often say. (laughs) I haven't done a Katie's Corner in a while, but I'm sure you guys will make me angry soon. (laughs) 
Um, We haven't pushed you into a corner recently. (laughs) You haven't been you haven't been forced to go there. Um, Funny enough, my birthday is actually the day after Katie's on the fourth, and based on what she's shared, based on what she's shared, I believe we were even born in the same year, nineteen eighty-eight. No so no wonder I get nearly all of her references, especially the regional New York ones. Hell yeah. Speaking of regional New York references, where do the ballin' out super hosts stand on cold cheese pizza? Let's go oh. Mets, signed Dan. Let's go Mets. So, uh, Katie, you've been to the cold cheese place in Huntington, right? No. I what? assume that's what this guy's talking no, about. No, I think he's just talking about day-old pizza. Dog. Oh, he's talking about be... when you leave a slice on the counter overnight because you got the blackouts and you wake up and is it pizza time? Yeah. Oh, no. I put so, it in the fridge, but yeah. What well, so saying. there's uh, there's a place in Huntington, and there's another one upstate, I think, that they stole this idea from, but they give you a hot slice of pizza, and then they just throw like a huge fistful of cold cheese on top of it. Wow, that and pisses so, me off. No, dude, it's great. It's so good, because you can just like eat it. I mean, the idea, I think, is like when you're drunk, you can eat it really fast without burning the roof of your mouth, oh. because it's got the cold cheese on the top. Yeah, but then it's also cool. like, it, it adds like a cool like uh, like texture and, and uh, temperature neat, variance. It's really like- good. Yeah, I get that, but I am furious that that's what you think this person's talking about. Because I think it might be. I think it might be. Get down from your ivory tower for the email. I have never heard of that in my life, Jeremy. (laughs) It is not a common East Coast experience. Well, he's saying regional New York. I thought maybe he's from Long Island. Dude, he's talking about when you eat the cold pizza. When the working man has a cold slice, they don't mean some. Frilly Willy specialty store. It's Jeremy. not a Frilly Willy specialty store. It's a shitty place for drunk people. It sounds sake. pretty Frilly Willy. <laughs> I am pro cold pizza, the normal cold pizza, because I do come home drunk a lot and you eat it out of your fridge and then you mm-hmm. harass your roommate or your lover who has just kindly gave you a key to their apartment and you wake them up screaming, what, what, pizza butt? And boy, do they love it and not get mad at you. Oh, wow, Katie, you're a delight. Yeah, it's so much fun. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Katie. And happy birthday to Dan Fogarty. What, what, what um, pizza butt? Yeah, when you hear this, when what, you hear this, what, it's your birthday. What, and what, let me say, Dan Fogarty, a big, what, what, big happy butt. birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dan. What, that what, said, pizza my butt. answer with the cheese is more complex. Uh, here are my rankings. Number one, hot pizza. Hot pizza is always going to be the preferred method of pizza. Right. Number two, reheated pizza in the correct fashion we're Boo. talking an oven you need Boo. some time no no you no, 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 no. The no. Oven is wrong. to get that going my no. friend number you three wrong. cold pizza bottom of the rung is microwave heated pizza that ruins Boo. the pizza mm. now the bread is soggy that's true it is wrong in the microwave but you got to try it in the pan put it in like a frying pan and then throw a lid on it Ooh. yeah that's good too i would because i would include it, it that gets, under Option it gets two. super hot on the bottom, but not on the top, so you don't get the crispy shit going on on the top. Mm. This sounds like you have a recurring problem with burning your mouth on pizza. That's what I'm getting from <laughs> this conversation. Doesn't everybody? No. <laughs> I do, because I have no patience. Yeah, anyway, exactly. thanks, Dan. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Katie. Yeah, happy birthday to me. I got to go get drunk now. Let's yeah, let's do some plugs up. really quick. Katie, what do you got? You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Please watch Last Words on The Pit and YouTube. We have a new host, Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves and The Wedding Band and every other band on the planet. And he's very funny and good. I think this week, uh, friend of friend of the show, Shauna Porter from War on Women is going to be our guest. That's right. A lady. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. A woman in music? Who would have thought? Now I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, holding a glass and I'm sipping out of it and then I crush it with my hand because I'm so mad. Come on, <laughs> beach vibes. I gotta go. All right, um, Alex, I'd like to plug you? Katie's birthday. One year older, one year wiser. That's a brand new Katie. It's Katie's birthday. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'd also like to plug Katie's birthday. Um, <laughs> guys, you gotta check it out. It's like, it's such a cool, like you don't think it's gonna be such a cool project, but it's like, what a... <laughs> what a thing it is. Wow. If you, th- if you thought you enjoyed Katie of yesteryear, you will love Katie of current year. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like the same thing, but with mm, real cane sugar. Taste, but you don't burn your mouth all the time. Exactly. It's like <laughs> Katie, but with a handful of cold cheese on top. Yum. <laughs> mm. I hope these clouds outside are nighttime clouds and not about to rain clouds. Oh, those are oh, those are birthday clouds. <laughs> those are birthday clouds. Yes, they're here to say happy birthday, Katie. Happy birthday to you. And they're gonna blow on you a little bit. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yes, it is I, the birthday girl. Okay. Thanks, All right, guys. Bye. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Super. Super.